The holiday hiatus is over, and the Doughboys and Boys are back. Today on Boys, we cover Cinnabon with Nicole Byer and Shipley's Donuts with John Gabris. One, two, three, Boys. Welcome to Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I am Aaron Staley. I'm Brendan Trishler. Brendan, welcome back. We're here after the holidays. Thank you. Welcome back to you as well. Thank you. Did you have a nice holidays? Uh, I was sick for pretty much my entire Christmas time. So, I mean, you know, it could have been worse in the scheme of things, but I was not pleasant, we'll say. Yeah, I got sick on New Year's Friday before New Year's. And I was working from home that day and I just like vegetated that day and just like did not physically move and then did that all weekend basically and actually managed to recover enough to go out for New Year's until midnight. Not to like have party it up and have a good uh-huh. time, but at least to be there and do the thing. But it is That's no nice. fun to be sick over a long weekend like that. No, it's really not. I don't know why they made all those holidays in winter when everybody gets sick all the time. I think for me it has something to do with planes. Just like the, all the oh, like God. I have to cause I have to fly home, and then I'm trapped yeah. on a plane where everyone else is sick, and we're all coughing on each other. It's beautiful, and so like it, inevitably, I think every like third Christmas or so, I just come home, and the like the next day I start catching a cold or something. Uh, so that's the it worst. Was that year, your time was up. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That's it's funny because I guess I almost never fly in the winter anymore. Oh God, I envy you. Yeah, I guess. Well, no, because I don't even know when I do anything anymore. I don't know. My whole <laughs> vacation schedule is out of whack because I, I just life will do that to you. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, Unless yes. you have a life that's consistent for several years at a time, you're not going to have a consistent vacation schedule for several mm-hmm. years in a row. Um, I think the last the last couple trips I've been on were all like summer, fall, though, for the last like several years. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I guess I haven't flown in the winter since I used to fly for work. And that was just a whole different deal. And I was just always bad and in a bad state. I wish I had the excuse to not travel during winter, honestly. I'm not a good traveler to begin with. So, really? Yeah, yeah when, when you throw that into it, it just becomes like a fucking nightmare for me. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I got to travel more, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't see my family <laughs> that often. It's fine. We, you know, I like them plenty, but. They they don't listen to this because they don't like hearing about me not eating food that isn't kosher. I don't think, <laughs> unless they are listening, in which case, hi and welcome. <laughs> I would be genuinely surprised if my parents listen to this. I can't get them to listen to anything, let alone like something that requires them to listen to something else before they actually listen to this. So, see, my parents got me into podcasts. Oh, that's sweet. Because um, they, so I guess technically, I used to listen to Kevin Smith podcast before my parents got me into podcasts, but. Mm-hmm. My parents got me into like alt comedy, like comedian podcasts because they were into the Sklar Brothers. Mm-hmm. Have I told this story on this podcast before? I don't think so. I feel like I would remember this because this is a very, it's not something you hear about people's parents, I think. Yeah, my parents are relatively young. My parents are both 51 mm-hmm. um, and they're both uh, sports fans and alternative comedy fans. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they listen to the Sklar Brothers after they heard them like co or like guest host on some sports talk show they listen to. Um. And they mentioned to me, oh, you know, we know you're like kind of into stand up. You might like these guys. They talk about sports some. And I know that's not your favorite, but they also talk about like stand up in the world of stand up and what it's like. And it's pretty cool. So I started listening to that. And then from there, I got into like other Earwolf shows and like Maximum Fun. And then I think Doughboys is kind of akin to a lot of Earwolf shows and, and Max Fun, you know, likes them, too. So I think it's I think it's very much like my parents are definitely the reason I listen to Doughboys. Very sweet, actually. Although it's kind of the true that your parents are the reason any of us do any like do. Anything, I mean, because right? they gave birth to us, right? Yeah, right. You trace everything back far enough, and it comes to your parents right. performing one or more actions. All goes back to spermatozoa. Mm-hmm. That's what I always that's what I always like to say, but I I, I feel like that's kind of the the uh, catchphrase of our podcast too. The <laughs> thesis back statement. to the sperm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we found our sign off. <laughs> uh, it only took um, us how many years? <laughs> five years, which is for us four episodes. Oh, I know. Um, big news in Doughboys Land. Uh, no longer with uh, Feral Audio because yeah. Feral Audio doesn't exist. Yeah. Anymore. So, uh, 
is it fair to say a, a not shocking development, perhaps, in oh, terms of... No, yeah. perhaps the least shocking yeah. development. Are you telling me that Dustin Marshall, an unhealthy man with unhealthy habits, hurt other people as well as himself? That's maybe the least surprising crime I've ever heard. My of. jaw was on the floor. Yeah. My jaw was on the floor where where Dustin Marshall is because he drank too much. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he's a bad dude. Feral Audio doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I, and they, it was when Indy. They did. And they reacted well, I have to say. They reacted pretty promptly. Yeah. So, Nick's got pretty good politics, and I think he does a lot of their marketing <laughs> communications. <laughs> I think he does too, because they have marketing. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I followed him on Twitter before I even knew who he was. Uh, he's got good stuff to say. I don't know. He does. He also has one of my favorite tweets ever, which I always... It was one of those tweets that sticks in your head. Um, and, uh, and, and like... I finally, like, after I started listening to Doughboys, I didn't know who made the tweet. And I was like, I got to find this tweet. And I finally found it. And I'm going to look it up right now. Um, but, and then I was like, oh, my God, that's a Nick Weiger tweet? Like, I had no idea. Yeah, so this is the this is the entire tweet. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Jim the Jewel Man Jailer. Grim the Gruel Man Grailer. Mim the Mule Man Mailer. Kim the Cool Man Kaler. Parentheses, loves menthols. I, I do uh, remember that actually. I'm going to go ahead and retweet that from the uh, Faux Boys account. But yeah. I, that was one of those tweets that you read it, and then like three weeks later, I'm like in bed going, "What the fuck was that?" Tw- <laughs> like, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. It sticks with you. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, where do you think the Doughboys are going to go? You think they're going to stay indie, or do you think someone else is going to pick them up? I imagine at this point they're probably just going to stay indie, right? Some people I know online were talking about the possibility of Headgum, which. Yeah, I, I could see. I suppose I, I didn't know that they were that close with Jake and Amir. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess they are. And I guess I don't know. I've always sort of seen Headgum as another Feral a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. Well, wasn't Headgum like kind of poaching for a while when uh, it first started? According out? to Dustin. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh well. Okay then. If that's where I got my info, then I'm not sure. I, I mean, who knows yeah. where? Who knows? Like what actually happened with that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, the thing about internet drama is it's wild yep. and it's endlessly fascinating because you never know what's right. Right. True. I, um, I recently reconnected with the rollerblading community or scene. Um, something I used to follow a lot when I was in college, mm-hmm. when I used to rollerblade more and I didn't for a long time. And then I started rollerblading a little more recently. So I was like, I wonder what's been going on in the community. And there's a lot of fucking drama. Four years of drama in an on, in a in a relatively small online community, probably around the size of alt comedy podcast fans, I would say. <laughs> and it is absolutely fascinating to pick through like the history, the historical articles, one guy's twenty minute blog on 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 YouTube, like trying to piece through like what happened with these like weird falling outs and failing brands and stuff. It's amazing. It is sort of reassuring that no matter what fandom you're in, there's always going to be this sort of thing. Oh, yes, absolutely. A little bit of consistency, at least. <laughs> That's right. It's funny, too, because I have some friends who um, who I met through comedy podcasts who who you who this is their second round in weird niche fandom friends because mm-hmm. they had Disney friends before. Oh, I had Disney friends before. Yeah. Is one of the, are you talking about me? Because that would yes, be impressive. I'm talking about you. I knew it. Yes. No, some other friends that that we know, probably people you know, but I don't know if they want to be mentioned on here. Probably, yeah. They're probably they're, they're relatively private people, but yeah, if you're fair. listening, hi. Uh, and they they you know drama will happen, and I'll like talk about it in some of our like our the community spaces that we're in, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Foam Corner, Nighttime Foam Corner Facebook group, and like kind of its affiliated groups, and. And they will inevitably jump in and go, yeah, this is how it goes. That's not high school <laughs> drama. That's people drama. This happened to me before. It'll happen to you again. Just deal with it. You know, I don't know. It's fascinating. It is. I think it would be cool if the Doughboys went to uh, Max Fun. Uh, yeah, Max Fun actually is a fairly feasible option also, frankly. I, I don't you're, know if it will never happen. No, right? I don't think so. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it can't. It just doesn't seem I don't like think it they would want be a good fit. No. No, because the podcast already like Earwolf does well with homegrown podcasts yeah. that already fit into whatever their deal is, but I get the I get the impression that Earwolf's podcasters don't get a great cut. 
I, I, I honestly, I've been wondering about that actually because it. it I, I do you listen to James Bonding at all? Mm-mm. Okay, because no, uh, I don't. It had come, it, I've been meaning to. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you should. It's it's generally a good podcast. Um, I, I want to listen to the one that friend of the show uh, Emily, Emily was on. was on. Yeah, that was such a neat surprise. Actually, I didn't know that she was doing social media for them, and all of a sudden, like, yeah. they mentioning Emily, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like, I also know <laughs> Emily, and I, I, she, like, she had mentioned, like, alluded to something. I think about that, and so I was just sort of like, yeah. huh, what an odd coincidence. And I didn't want to like go on it's Facebook, so cool. and be like, is this you? Because I just didn't want to assume. <laughs> but I was like, I think right? that's her. And yeah, yeah, it was super cool. Um, you you yeah, should definitely cool. listen to that episode. And she's yeah. mentioned a couple other times, of course. But um, when whenever they first came back on the Earwolf Network, having swapped over from I. I'm blanking on what network they were on prior Nerdist. I think, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, probably Nerdist because of Myra, but, um, yeah, it'll do. yeah. When they had jumped back onto Earwolf, he like Gorley had alluded to the fact that they were sort of like contracted and paid for X number of episodes or something like that. And so yeah. I, I do sort of wonder how that boils down for them, because I know obviously they don't have Patreons and stuff like that, which I assume is if you are an Earwolf podcast, that is just something you do not do right uh, that's the other thing that doughboys have right so which which also makes you think like well they're probably not going to go with them because this is a great source of income for them and you know i don't right. they could probably stay independent at this point given how much they're pulling in a month for from that so over nineteen thousand. yeah exactly way. so more power to them if they wanted to stay independent frankly yeah i think max fun so i've seen jesse thorne say if because somebody somebody did a reddit a or talked to him on a reddit ama once or something and said how would you suggest somebody who wanted to go about creating something like you've created in max fund this like listener supported podcast network <laughs> and what jesse said is don't and <laughs> use patreon because yeah. the tool exists now yeah no that's true that's true so what i wonder is if the fact that the doughboys do use patreon puts them out of the running for joining up with max fun or if they could do something like what jimmy pardo does with earwolf where their main shows are earwolf shows and then their the doughboys double is not an earwolf show yeah it's just, i don't know that it just seems very confusing to have to do something like that and also i mean they don't really need a network at this point because they're sort of established they have a fan base yeah. I feel like if you're joining up with a larger podcast network, it's really only good if you're trying to get your name out there more or if you're already part of a family and you wanted to do something different. But yeah. you just don't need to, really. That's true. All right, should we jump in on these episodes, Brandon? Sure, Was there any other uh, any other Doughboys news that we had to cover? Not that I could think of. Cool. Um, starting out, let's do the most recent episode, uh, which came out mere days ago yes. as we record and probably weeks to months as you listen. Yes. It's spring Shipley. now. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the warm weather. <laughs> uh, right in the salty surf on your surfboards in, in spring. That every that season everyone surfs in. Mm-hmm. Shipley Donuts with John Gabris, right. live show right. from somewhere in Texas. Somewhere in Texas. I don't remember which place. Everything is indeed bigger in Texas. So I hear. And the crowds are occasionally more obnoxious. Yeah. This... Uh, this crowd, th- their crowds. I don't know what it is about their crowds. I they are always obnoxious. It's was it this one where someone had said that? no? They had mentioned, I think, that someone from a previous episode had never heard of the show before. Yeah, but also was a there, weird which boggles my mind. Frankly, I can't imagine ever <laughs> wanting to do that. Like, I just feel like, why would you want to sit and listen to people talk for an hour and a half when you have no idea right. what it's going to be about and you don't care? Yeah. About them? I didn't even do that at, at LA Podfest when I was there. I, I don't know. Because I was you. like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I took hours off. I, I, I paid hundreds of dollars in flights <laughs> and Airbnbs and tickets to be in LA. And I was just like, I just like got dinner with friends one yeah. day because I was like, they invited me out. That they, they live in Beverly Hills. I don't see them very often. And like, it was that or go to the mental illness happy hour, a show I have listened to a couple of times and which didn't necessarily catch right. me. And why? I mean, like, why would you? Why would you want to? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's that it seems it does seem like it's probably like somebody's partner or something. I, I would Who hope knows. so. And it's I don't yeah. know. Maybe people just like to do that. Or like the fifth friend in the friend group yeah. or something. You know, he has to go along because it's somebody's birthday right. plan or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think of this episode? 
Uh, to be fair, when you were reminding me of what this episode was earlier today, <laughs> I realized that what I remembered most about it was, in fact, just sort of having Gabrus there again. And yeah. that's about all I remembered about it. Also, partly because I don't know what the donut place at Shipley's like. I don't know what that is. I mean, I know. No, yeah. Know, but I've never heard of it. So it's very local, clearly. And it's a little harder for me to emotionally invest in someplace that I have no idea as to what it is, yeah. I guess, which, you know, is the risk you run anytime you're doing a touring episode. Cause obviously you're not going to go to like Dallas and be like, and now we're doing Burger King because like, what's the <laughs> <Right>. point of that? <laughs> but, um, I, I have stronger memories of Gabrus on the show than I do of, uh, and anything else happening. Yeah, me too. Do you have a donut place? That's like, your like a strong memory donut place for uh, you? we have a little place called duncan donuts up here aaron i don't know if you've heard of it no tell me more well there's this old guy who says <laughs> it's time to make the donuts and then he goes and makes the donuts oh, that sounds good yeah um that's all i'm looking for in a donut shop pretty much we i i, I was i know there's a place called central Sc- <sighs> fuck it i messed it up it's not it's called like I don't know, because I've never been there. I just know that it's like a place. I think it's probably just called Porter Square Donuts or some shit that is not okay. quite as obnoxious as Voodoo, but is sort of like, you know, mm. a hipster donut place. And I really need to go there at some point, but it has yet to actually happen. That's, I assume, the closest frame of reference I would have for a place like this. I recently went to a District Donuts for the first time, DC's Donut Shop, and it was a real good. Is it a chain or is it just like one place? I think there's two or like three or four of them, maybe. Okay. Um, but I went to the one here in Eastern Market, which is a neighborhood near mine. Um, and it was like very good. I can't, I got a brown butter donut and something else okay. equally like weird and delicious. But yeah, the brown butter donut was a very good idea. It was delicious. And I like very plain donuts anyway, um, which made it hard for me when I was out in Portland. Like Voodoo Donut holds no uh, interest for me. Uh-huh. Because it's just like, look at all the stuff we put on right, here, and I'm like, yeah. I just want, I just want the donut part. And then there's Blue Star Donuts, which does very interesting flavor combinations as well, and they're a little more like gourmet or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. Um, but it's like everybody's favorite is the blueberry bourbon donut, which is like Ooh. not a flavor combination. Like I'm not interested would, in blueberries. Well, I would definitely try that. That sounds like something oh yeah, I'd people do. really liked it. But I would just get the old fashioned there, which mm-hmm. was very very good. Um, but you know, I don't feel like I'm doing like what you're supposed to do when you go to a donut shop. If I just get like, I'll have the cinnamon yeah, sugar, exactly. please. <laughs> you know? I mean, with Voodoo sort of feels to me like it's, it's that kind of Instagrammable food sort of thing, like blacktop in New York city yeah. where they had those ridiculous milkshakes that everyone went nuts over for a brief period of time. And like where it's, it's more about presenting something that looks neat than it is worrying about making something that tastes good or is right. you know interesting. It's more just a question of, how will this look when you put a filter on it and post it online somewhere? <laughs> right. Which is like, the contrast high enough. Yeah, exactly. Which like, I, I, I get that. I get it. We're all looking for our social media followers. Follow me on Twitter at beat rich, but it's, uh, <laughs> I think there's something more to be said for just making something that tastes unique. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, this brown butter donut, I had not had a brown butter donut before. And yeah, it was very good. Which is why that blueberry bourbon donut, frankly, sounds fascinating. Yeah, that's it's a it's a solid spot that place. Um, here's a question: What's okay. the the Instagram filters? Yes, the first Instagram filter that I get when I take pictures is called Clarendon. Is that true for everybody? I'm going to stop you because I don't use it. You don't use Instagram. I do not. Okay, if you use Instagram. <laughs> Uh, tweet at Foboys Pod with with whatever the first filter suggestion is on your on your uh, on your Instagram because the first one's Clarendon, which is a neighborhood in the greater DC area. Oh, that's interesting because I was um, I was actually just going to ask you what the hell that meant. Yeah, so it's just like a spot, and then the second one is Lagos, which is an African country. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> is everybody's first one Clarendon because that's just like what Instagram named their filter? I mean it. I, and, my friend, or is a, it like I was? There's a street in Boston named Clarendon. So even when you said that, I was like, "Oh, that's a thing that I have a frame of reference for." So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there is just some, maybe there's just like a freak coincidence. It's I don't know because I, I always thought it was like. And Clarendon, by the I way, is a very like 21 year old like 
or like 22 oh. year old like college graduate like you know that's where all like the cool hip kids go get too drunk on a saturday well clarendon does seem to be like a standard instagram filter how interesting that is so weird i had no idea because i always thought it was like oh very smart of instagram to like localize their filter names to like something that has exactly the right tone in every like so like micro locale you know yeah yeah that's uh, apparently interesting not what they do (laughs) it just worked out nicely so much for that (laughs) that's funny i mean instagram the app doesn't seem to be very like i don't know it's not designed to be user-friendly no. to me or to appeal to specific sets of people. Yeah. It's weird too. Cause it's owned by Facebook who, who are so flexible. I feel like, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. how about Gabrus? He's always good, right? He is actually, I've come to appreciate him a lot more. I think on the show it's, um, it's, it's, it's always nice having him around. Dare I say, I think he's a more interesting guest than Susser whenever they go on tour. Like yes. I would be more interested in seeing him or as always, Nicole Byer on tour than I would, uh, yeah. Susser who like, uh, who I like, he's fine. He's good. But I think Gabrus is really good at pitting them against each other, which yes. I appreciate a lot. Like he's never beating up solely on one person. He's beating up on both of them and he's doing it in a way that allows him to like, just very subtly nudge people toward, you know, sniping yeah. at each other, which I think right. makes for a really great episode, especially when I don't know or care about the place that they went to. The other nice thing about Gabrus is that he can get he will multiple times per episode get Nick and Mitch both full throatedly laughing yeah. at something he says, yes. which is just always a treat to hear them having a nice time. It is. It is. He does. I'm always a little worried that they're not having. They're not, I don't know if you listen to today's Doughboys Double. Everybody, I, if, you, if you don't, you should pay for it. But yeah, you should. I pay for it, but I have not listened to it. And I <laughs> honestly don't know if I will. I still have not listened to the last double and I'm not sure that it's going to happen. <laughs> so I liked this one. I think it was worth listening to. Okay. Um, if you don't like the Star Wars discourse, skip past like the first 15 minutes or whatever. Okay. Um, but it is a it is a really elaborate Doughboys game style episode where there's a draft, there's rules there's some dramatic tension. There is a point 40 minutes in where Weiger breaks down and says, this isn't good to listen to. No one's going to like this. And, and that to me was the worst part of the episode because I was like, but I am, I do like it, Nick. This is good. It's funny. Um, I don't know. It's, it's great. It's, it, it really feels like classic Doughboys fun time. Um, that one I might check out then I will skip the beginning. Yeah. But, but he did, this is why I brought it up was he did at one point say, this is bad. We are doing a bad show. And I think they really believe that, which makes me feel bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I see how they do. But, you know, surely the <laughs> amount of followers and fans and money that right? every month must convince you that, you know, that, think. that there's something that you're doing right. Yeah. I kind of feel like every live show that Gabrus is on, whether it's a Doughboys or a High and Mighty or anything else, is just like the Gabrus show. That's fair. It's good. It's a good show. But that's what it becomes a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I certainly feel like like the Doughboys character came through on this show, yeah. but it was like maybe eclipsed even by Gabrus being Gabrus. I mean, like I said, maybe that is a good thing to do whenever you have yeah. a restaurant that's not going to appeal to the vast majority of people who will listen to it. That's true. People who don't know it. So there's probably a pretty good reason why I only really vaguely remember them talking about the donuts and ranking the donuts and that that thing that I can't remember or pronounce that they liked. Kalachi. Kalachi. Yeah. Okay. I, I Googled a picture. I couldn't. I meant to Google like an <laughs> actual like a Shipley Kalachi to see what the hell it actually yeah. like. And Kalachi. Because I'm it, it sounded good. A savory. Oh, that's interesting looking. Have you, yeah. googled, have you googled this i just did i just googled shipley kalachi yeah, i did too how there's like a sausage or a hot dog or something just sort of sitting in it are, yeah are you seeing... just sort of uh-huh That's... yeah it's just sort of uh not quite like a train coming out of a tunnel yeah. or, or, or whatever your <laughs> sexual metaphor happens to be <laughs> it's not what i thought it would look like no i mean i yeah i thought it would be sort of like a meat pastry of some kind yeah i thought i was gonna be more like uh if you've ever had like a pepperoni what are those called pepperoni roll uh, yeah 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 that's that's pretty much yeah. exactly what i had in my head but this looks basically yeah. just sort of like a hot dog that was sealed up 
Yeah. Huh. I mean, that is what it looks I, like. I'm sure it could be quite good because it's meat and cheese in a pastry and how yeah. bad could that be? But <laughs> yeah, huh. Huh. That it's I, I've I've wanted to try one of these for a while because there was a kolache pop-up shop oh. apparently at one point at a bar across the street from my old apartment, mm-hmm. but it did not exist when I hung overly tried to find it one day. Um but I have since always wanted to try a kolache because I'm like, wh- what are these? Like, I like meat pastries. I like like weird breakfast pastries. Like, what is this thing? Well, the thing but I haven't found when it. I had just straight up Google kolache, there's a fair amount that seem to be like fruit based. Also, yeah, so it doesn't seem like to be exclusively a savory pastry, which is what I would want. I think rather than just like some sort of fruit goo filled pastry, which I could at the end of the day probably get anywhere. Yeah, I'm not interested in fruit goo in any real format, sure. personally. Um, the only fruit goo I like is lingonberry jam available at your local Ikea. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It is. Get that extra jam. It's delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what kolache is kind of reminding me of? What? Now that I just saw one that's chocolate. Oh. Um, these open-topped uh, uh, sweet ones are reminding me of hamantaschen. Uh, spell? Uh it's uh, H-A-M-A-N-T-E-S-C-H-E-N. Um, it is a Jewish uh, cookie for the oh, holiday of Purim. I, I've, I've seen these before. I just didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, three-cornered uh, filled cookies in sort of like a, usually like a short, if it's good, it's like a shortbread uh, pastry. If it's bad, it's like a sort of flavorless cookie, short, uh, you know, pastry on the outside. Hey, um, this is the thing we're doing right now. Google thumbprint cookie. Yeah. Have you had those? What is? Oh, I feel like I have. I feel like I have. I've had some like weird. Uh, so here's my thing. Yeah. I don't like uh, bakery cookies. Oh, huh. Really? Or bakery cakes? Um, I prefer cake from a box. When when you say cake from a box, define. Like uh, I want to say Dorling Kindersley, but that's not the right. I don't know what that That's is. That's not the right. Those are children's books <laughs> with a DK logo on them. The one I'm like looking for is Betty like a store bought Betty thing? Crocker or like No, like the bake 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 oh, from oh, a box. Okay, okay, like 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 the powder. Yeah, Betty Crocker powder. or like yeah. Um I love those. Those are my favorite okay, kind of cake. Okay, I got you. Um when I was for my birthday growing up, I always asked for a spice cake, a Betty Crocker oh. spice cake for my birthday. <laughs> it was delicious. Um and for cookies, I really like like Nestle Toll House, mm-hmm. like chocolate chip cookies or like really basic chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Chewy, uh, always. Yeah. And yeah. as far as like other cookies go, I really don't tend to like like just sugar cookies or, um, you know, like snickerdoodles or, or anything like that. I don't know. Something about bakery cookies, though. They're always like they're always like crunchy. I, feel, I always feel like they have more preservatives in them than like or, Oreos yeah. do. No, I, I it is a lot about texture for me. It's a very hit or miss sort of thing for me as to whether or not I can actually go into a bakery and buy cookies. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, I haven't tried in a long time. Not that I'm like walking around going to bakeries buying cookies all the time. Actually, you know, if I buy cookies, it usually is six Oreos in a sleeve <laughs> out of a stack machine. <laughs> Or maybe if I'm really feeling crazy, like at the Panera checkout or, or whatever, not Panera, at Pop Belly. Pop Belly checkout is where you can get good cookies. I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure the last time I've actually been to one or if I have one around here. Maybe not. I don't know. Pop Belly. Pop is pretty good, though. I like Pop Belly. I think it's a DC place, so that's, oh. it's around a lot no, around we here. Do. Apparently, there are some downtown. I'm just like never in that area. Oh, uh, look at that. I'm learning. Yeah. Who says this is a complete um, waste of time? <laughs> everyone <laughs> yes they do uh do you want to write this john gabris yeah, episode sure. uh i've got nothing to say about shipley's itself which seems like a perfectly fine place but there's nothing really to mention about it but it was a very entertaining episode i think john gabris is a very good guest i've come to appreciate him a lot ever since i started uh you know i i liked him from comedy bang bang and things like that and high and mighty but uh i i appreciate his his chemistry that he has with the boys in these episodes. So I would end up going with probably four bad hashtags for this one. I'm going to knock one off just because Shipley's is such kind of a non-entity in this episode, but the content itself is pretty choice. And uh, that one that I'm removing is also for the people of Texas who are on this episode. Like what the fuck are you guys thinking? Wow. 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 Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you, Brandon. Um, Gabrus is always a treat. The Doughboys and he always do great when they're together. 
Um, if if our, our listeners haven't listened to the uh, High and Mighty live episode where Nick Weiger yeah. reveals some very personal <laughs> secrets, uh, it would behoove you to go listen to High yes. and Mighty, the High and Mighty uh, Power Hour episode with Nick Weiger on it and Nicole Byer. The entire thing is worth listening mm-hmm. to. Um, but there's some real Doughboys goodness in the last yeah, 10 minutes the, or so. Yeah, if you want to know what Weiger. everyone is specifically talking about, it's at the end. Yeah, it's right at the end. Listen to the last 10 minutes. Last, it's five, last five or 10 minutes. Um, but it's seriously worth listening to the whole episode to get the build Definitely. up. And I don't think I will be able to make people's opinion. Like, I don't think I'll be able to like overstate how good this is. Yeah, no, it, it, that's actually, that's, it's a terrific episode. Again, also Nicole Byer is on it. So anyone who listens to Doughboys knows Nicole Byer. Yeah. They know the sort of um, interactions that she has with Nick and with Gabrus from the uh, Power Hour episode. So, so yeah, good. it's it's worth listening to just for them, frankly. And there's, who, yeah. who else is on it? A uh, couple folks okay, I didn't so there's know. There's other people on it, and I feel bad because I don't remember who the hell they are off the top of my head. But they're no yeah, one guy who one guy who Gabrus flirted with the entire time, <laughs> um, and it was it was tremendous. But I'll I, if I can digress, I, I I'm not sure. I, I'd like to think that Gabrus like knows about his own sexuality, mm-hmm. I, but he always kind of seems like he's joking when he talks about it. I, I, I don't mean, know. To, to, God, to, to, to be fair, I feel like that's an issue that I, <laughs> or not an issue, but that's something I could bring up with a lot of people I've listened to on podcasts, you know, like, okay, so that's fair. You know, I, I don't want to assume anything, but I, I asked that question about other people. That's fair. Um, anyway, I'll review this episode. Oh, go listen to that. Doughboys uh, or Nick Weiger on high and mighty uh, power hour. Uh, yeah, this Doughboys episode, it was good. John Gabris, a great guest. Nick and Mitch were in mm-hmm. fine form. The crowd, as many Doughboys crowds, was infuriating. Yep. Um, the chain, as many chains, is unmemorable. Um, mm-hmm. But with Gabris there and just the the chemistry with him, Nick and Mitch, was very good. So four bad hashtags. Yeah. Um, wow. Joining you in that hand-holding club. And welcome to the Golden MP3 wow. Club to this episode of Doughboys. there in the Benview podcast land. My name is Justin, and this is Andrew. Hello! And we have to do a podcast about a movie. It's called Nothing New, a remake podcast. Indeed, we do. If you like to talk about remakes, or more accurately, listen to other people talk about remakes, you should check out our podcast. It's on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. Let's move back in time. Mm-hmm. To the week prior, mm-hmm. Cinnabon, Cinnabon with Nicole Byer. With Nicole Byer, look at that. She comes up all the time. <laughs> she does. So, speaking of the devil, that's that <laughs> common phrase everyone says. Yes, that's the one. Speaking of the devil. Um, uh, what uh, did you think about this episode? I love Nicole Byer so much. She's so good. I like. I had not actually heard of her before the, her first Doughboys episode. She was completely unfamiliar to me, and I am so. If like I take nothing else away from this podcast ever, I'm so glad that they introduced me to Nicole Byer because she is just like fucking wonderful. Yeah. No, she's tremendous. I I think I sort of was like Nicole Byer. I know that name, mm-hmm. but I, I had no idea who she really was, and she's very good. Yeah, she is tremendous episode um do you have do you have history with cinnabon uh my history with cinnabon it might be something that you're familiar with in that it's uh, my history with cinnabon it comes from animorphs uh <laughs> where one of the characters in animorphs axe who is an andalite an alien uh in his normal form does not have a mouth and he absorbs nutrients through trampling on grass with his hooves and so when he has a human morph he has the sensation of taste which he does not normally have and so he'd always go nuts like eating you know like garbage or things that you're not supposed to be eating ketchup packets yeah exactly yeah hot sauce and so like one of the (laughs) things he would always do is he loved cinnabon cinnamon buns and that is my frame of reference for them because when i was a kid we did not have a cinnabon anywhere near me so i only knew of it as this thing from animorphs that one of the characters was fucking nuts over and amazing then i have to say i had one i was unimpressed (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe just because yeah. it had been built up in my head all these years is like man like this is the greatest fucking cinnamon bun you'll ever have in your life like it's <laughs> so good aliens are going nuts over it you're gonna love this cinnamon. <laughs> and i had it and i was like well that's that's like that's a fine cinnamon bun there's nothing wrong with this i had a similar experience with cinnabon uh in that i think animorphs was my main frame of reference for it and by the way if you like Animorphs, you should listen to the Morph Club podcast. Yes, absolutely. They're almost good. done with the series, which is very impressive. Yeah. I am not caught up on the last like several weeks because they went to a two-week schedule and I, yeah. I lost. And they did like a couple of uh, TV show episodes that I skipped. Yeah, that's and then, fair. And then, yeah, I I uh, haven't gotten back to it. I did buy – I bought two Animorphs books from listening to Morph Club. <laughs> um, one was the, the Andalite Chronicles, oh, which yes. that episode they said – they said you better read this yeah, one. It's really good, you so I bought that. Should. And then I bought the the finale that I'm going to read before I listen to the last oh, episode of Morph Club. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Thinking. I remember. I, I've been weirdly so, thinking about the ending to that series a lot. Yeah. Early. It's it's really good. It is. And I remember like just sort of thinking back. There's a letter that Kay Applegate wrote after the series ended, and there were uh-huh. a bunch of people who were like, "Well, I didn't like this ending at all. Like, what happened? Like, where was the big fight where they killed Visser Three? And where was you know they all go off and everything's okay at the end?" And she wrote this like long letter basically being like this isn't how things work this isn't how war works like sometimes war ends and you feel horrible sometimes war ends and you feel fine and sometimes war ends and it just like seamlessly transitions into another war and so like there's not like a happy ending where everyone like throws a parade and you know goes there you know goes on to live happily ever after and so in in a weird way (laughs) that like that series i think shaped the way i sort of look at a lot of fictional worlds especially ones that revolve around uh you know a long ongoing battle and i think it's honestly part of the reason going to some other doughboy stuff why i was sort of okay with things that happened in the last jedi that other people were not so wild about yeah like i i feel like that sort of primed me to accept a world where like people will do terrible things and people will not be the same people they initially were and people you love will die and this is the way of things well, I also feel like in a post Game of Thrones world, yeah, like Game of Thrones, I think primed like the the media consuming culture as a whole to accept media that had unexpected and sometimes unsatisfying changes. That's in definitely Death true. Is usually, in Game of Thrones, um, and I will say, in the in the in the case of game of thrones i found that that made i haven't watched the show Mm -hmm. but i found that the untraditional kind of structure of it made the books really unsatisfying to read (laughs) like i don't really like the game of thrones series but i think it's very cool that it does that i've Um, never actually read the books they're they're um if you like i mean if you like like epic fantasy Mm -hmm. and like uh, they call it grimdark fantasy yeah. where people die as opposed to epic fantasy where they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fu- it's fine. It's good. There's mm-hmm. better There's better versions of that, that. Or I should say there's versions of that that I enjoyed much more than the Game of Thrones books. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, the first Law trilogy, I think, is what I wanted Game of Thrones to be. It's written to a little bit of a less... It's written... It feels... It's not written for children, but it's it's a little bit less obtuse than Game of Thrones is in terms of being just like so grim that it's just like black and white mm-hmm. almost yeah um but it's super good it's super dark too you know like shit happens you know mm-hmm. um but a little more grounded in reality than like lord of the rings or like you know uh harry potter or something yeah, yeah. like that um but that's what i found really cool about animorphs is the books were satisfyingly written and each book was a relatively short episode mm-hmm. I've, I've gone back and read some animorphs books as an adult and they take an hour or two to read yeah no, I, um, I I have done the same too. The same thing too. Yeah. It's such a relief to have something that you can just sort of like breeze through in a, in yeah. that period of time. Where as opposed to like, there's so many other things I want to read. That's such a commitment. But right. that's just like I, that's nothing. I usually read books before I go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing Animorphs books, I could read an Animorphs book before I went to sleep at night. <laughs> I should do that. And Honestly, was great. that's great. The, the problem is it costs one hundred and eighty dollars to buy the series. There is that. See, my my problem is I have the complete series, but it's at home in Pittsburgh in a box in my okay, room. Pirate the books then, because like you already own them. I have done that, and so yeah. I feel no shame about it because I do own them all. Yeah. But like, there is a part of me that wants to like go back home, take that box, and see how much it would cost to ship oh. them off to Boston. Dude, it's 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 always satisfying to reread those books. But even even so, the the book will come to a satisfying end, and the way it's written 
you will you will feel as if you've gone through something with the characters mm-hmm. and that the characters have achieved a mission but taken in the abstract and the morph club podcast helps give you some perspective on this sometimes they fail to get anywhere yeah in the book and they try to do something they fuck up and they like barely get themselves out of trouble or like somebody gets injured and barely survives yeah. like it's pretty heavy and it's pretty while fitting well within the structure of like a very Middle children school. oriented yeah. easy to read book like shit happens yeah know. it's very good it it is like a very impressive it's very impressive to read it like as an adult and realize all these things that were there that i never would have picked up on as a kid or like how really yeah. dark it is like when, when mm-hmm. you know like when when things like that happen when like marco is like trying to morph back from a flea but he like can't quite do it and everyone's and he's like terrified that he's going to be stuck as like a half flea being for the rest right. of his life and as a kid you're sort of like oh no how creepy like that's weird but now as an adult right. i'm like oh my god like the things that, that like terrifying like, the sheer amount yeah. of body horror that's going on in the series is mind-boggling yeah. and like to think that this is pitched at you know 10 year olds i i it's amazing yeah k applegate michael grant i got a lot of credit to them because they really I, I don't know they they sort of stuck to their guns and i feel like they snuck a lot of stuff into there that you would not expect to get from a series like that yeah absolutely definitely worth rereading written and and well written for what they are yeah. you know yeah. you are reading books for 10 year olds but exactly. it's it's compelling yes it is i mean truly compelling um so that's was my introduction to cinnabon yeah Um, and then when I was around 15 or so, uh, a Cinnabon opened up in the mall near where I lived, Mm -hmm. um, in the Towson mall in Towson, Maryland. And it was a kosher Cinnabon. Oh, wow. Uh, which is apparently possible. I I didn't know that such a thing could exist. Interesting. I didn't know either. I don't know that anybody did until (laughs) someone tried it. And if you think about it, it's relatively easy as far as chains go. You know what I mean? Because Cinnabon is, there's no meat there. So there's at least not that issue of meat and dairy combining. Right. Um, and I think the first time I went there, I went with my mom and my brother, and we got three Cinnabon cinnamon buns. Mm. And that was about four times too much food. <laughs> yeah, there is also that. Uh, it's an astonishing amount of food. Yeah. I could not get it down. And I also don't like icing very much. Like my mm-hmm. favorite cinnamon bun is cinnamon and bun. Uh-huh. Without like icing on top, uh-huh. so and this these are like doused in icing, you know. Oh, they are. They have like churros that are just like a hose full of <laughs> like chocolate. Like I don't know, it's so decadent as to be for me disgusting and inedible. That's very fair. They, I mean, they mention on this episode they like they look up some of the calorie counts, I think, or the amount of sugar. Uh, in some of the products yeah. there, and it, oh, it's astonishing! Yeah, don't do it. Like if you're going to go to Cinnabon, know that it's terrible for you, and just relax and don't even look yeah. at how bad it is for you. Enjoy the indulgence. Yeah. If you are someone who's, you know, watching your food intake in some specific way, be aware yeah. that this is so much yeah. food. It's just so much food. It really is. Um, I mean, they have like smaller and, ones, I think, too. Right? They like. I think it's a relatively it's like bites now or yeah, something. It's a relatively recent thing where they're like oh maybe we shouldn't actively kill off our customer base but <laughs> they've like transitioned maybe we should have thing. reasonable portion sizes <laughs> yeah. it should be less than 800 calories each like cinnamon yeah um but i honestly haven't had one since i don't think uh, yeah since like high school I, i've had one i think the first time i had one i was in an airport i remember and i was just like got one because i was like oh cool i've never actually been to one before like this is a great time and yeah I, I, like i said i was underwhelmed so i never felt the need to try it again and uh mm-hmm. i i can't really foresee myself going there in the near future because it was just such an uneventful experience yeah and there's the- probably something to be i think nicole mentions um how when she got hers they were also putting out like a fresh batch of cinnabons so maybe if i had gotten one that was just out of the oven or something like that i would feel (laughs) differently because again i was in an airport it had probably been sitting there for god knows how many hours but i i I don't know i just can't imagine it's all that different do you have a a a cinnamon bun that that is your favorite i i'm i'm not sure i do so here's the thing like i i agree with nicole in that i want one that's pretty much just like hot and gooey and the outside i think they also mention is almost always underwhelming like it's always sort of uh, the icing is warm and glazed over and it's just not that good and it's kind of dry and the inside is really where it's at like i've never found a cinnamon bun that gives you the experience of 
getting like the entire bun to be what one is on the inside. Yeah. So therefore, I just don't care that much, you know, like best case scenario, you're eating a cinnamon bun where the outside is sort of hard and kind of stale and the inside is good. Worst case scenario, the entire thing is sort of like stale and inedible. So it's just not something that I feel the need to seek out. Yeah. Uh, my mom makes cinnamon buns, and it is the best smelling food you can make. That is true. Uh, and hers are great because it's just sort of like a f- homemade, a very bready pastry with like delicious mm-hmm. cinnamon, like icing frosting on it, mm-hmm. um, or in it, you know. And yeah. you eat them fresh out the pan, so it's like it's not so much a soft and gooey cinnamon bun texture texture as it is a soft and like bready and delicious like bready texture and then you work yeah. your way in and it's cinnamon bun you know kind of the spire the inside of the spiral i should make cinnamon buns again i haven't done it in a long time and i feel like it's a really fun and satisfying thing to make i should probably do likewise because i imagine that might be like having complete control over the product itself might be the only way i would be yeah you want again you can make it exactly what you want that yeah. to be everything you've ever wanted a cinnamon bun to be can be yours Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> um have you ever had Doritos nuts? That, okay. I keep seeing them at 7-Eleven and stuff like that whenever I go there. It sounds like the most fucking unappealing product it's you could terrible. ever. Like, it, it sounds like a joke. Like, yeah. I feel like it something like it's a punchline on The Simpsons or something. Like, once on The Simpsons, they had nuts and gum together at last. <laughs> and so I feel like like this is like... This is like the real world equivalent of that. It's like two things that I would never, ever yeah. want paired together, no. shoved together. And it like like nothing about their review made me want to seek it no, out. You did not seem just, happy with it. It's like literally a nut covered in Dorito <laughs> shell and crust, which sounds horrible. Like it just it just I don't know. I like I'm I'm imagining what that must smell like when you open the bag right? to have like cheap salty peanuts and Dorito dust and cheese oh like God. together. It just it like it, it feels like it would be a middle school gym room or something. I am curious about the texture. This like crunchy <laughs> shell over a, a weird sort of soft nut. I don't know. If if you do end up ordering a bag, like please take detailed photos <laughs> and send them to me. I, I need to, like I have questions about what it looks like yes, too, but absolutely. not enough to actually buy it. Yeah, I'm I'm very. I, if I see them and I'm hungry for a snack, you know I'll pick one up. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I'm very curious. Um. Let's let's talk about the episode, or, or maybe we should just do our episode wrap up. What do you think? <laughs> That's fine. Well, what do you, I don't know. What do you think? You have more to talk about? <laughs> no, I don't remember. This is the this is the problem, right? Like I I you know I was away on break for yeah. what like about two weeks or so. I didn't listen to anything while I was on vacation because yeah. I was at home, and it's not like I was you know driving or wandering around or on public transportation. So. I wasn't, you know, I, I had to catch up on everything right. within like the past week or so. Uh, yeah. And then I was off work for two weeks because of a storm. So, or not two weeks, God, if only for two <laughs> days because of a snowstorm. And so I didn't listen to anything then. It's like all these episodes I sort of like crammed in, right. like within the span of maybe three or so days. Oh so it all sort of just runs together in my head now. So, yeah, I, as much as I would probably like to have other things, and I'm sure there are things that I will remember later that I would like to say, I, uh, it's, it's just not coming to me right now. Well, want to give it a rating? Did you like yeah, it? Let's do it. Yeah, I did like it. I think that this uh, I, this one uh, probably worked better for me than the John Gabris one, despite the fact that I think as guests, Gabris and Nicole are probably on equal footing and that like I, I like hearing both of them. You know, neither one is particularly better than the other, but they're both very good. But uh, Cinnabon is a little more interesting. And maybe since, be, you know, since they didn't have a studio audience there talking back to them or asking questions, it you know, just kind of worked a little bit better for me. So for this one, I would give it five bad hashtags. I think it was probably one of the most, you know, it was as solid an episode as I could hope to get. It had great guests and uh, yeah, that's, that's really all I can ask for at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was a great episode. Uh, I love Nicole Byer. She's always amazing on the show. Um, I enjoyed the Cinnabon talk. I enjoyed the, the, the uh, Doritos nuts snacker whack I thought was absurd. Yes. Um, you know, I thought it was a good episode. I thought the material wasn't particularly compelling, um, but Nicole being there and her, her, her chemistry with the boys made it, made it a great episode. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it four bad hashtags. Oh, 
Golden MP3 Club. We got a double Golden MP3 Club episode today on Faux Boys. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's got to have a name too, right? Yeah, probably. We'll take the wiki later. Yeah, if you have a good name for what it's called when when we give two Doughboys episodes a good rating on Faux Boys, uh, tweet at us at Faux Boys Pod. Hashtag good app. <laughs> there it is. Uh... All right. Uh, I guess follow us on yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Foboys Pod. I'm on Twitter at Aaron Staley. I'm at Twitter on Beedrish. Um, we don't have any email or anything, right? I never check. Oh, I should check. Um, I doubt we do. Yeah, I'm looking at the email. Uh, y'all should follow. Uh, you should uh, donate to the Patreon. The, yeah. uh, the Doughboys Patreon. They yeah, deserve not it. Not our Patreon. To be clear, we cannot ask anyone for money. Right. No, we do not that have would a Patreon. Be horrible. Yeah. We should not have a Patreon. Nope. No one should give us money. Next week, we're going to be debuting our new Patreon. Uh, yeah, uh, Brendan or uh, sorry, Brendan's here. Brian and Rob are not here. They couldn't make it. They'll be on. Yeah. Episode. Oh, yeah. Incidentally, those other guys who are usually here are not here. You may yeah. have noticed something was a little amiss when you started listening to the episode and you just heard the two of us. <laughs> Rob and Brian aren't just being quiet. Yeah. Although I wouldn't put it past them. Just I wouldn't either. Say hi, guys. It's Rob's okay. very polite. It's true. <laughs> Brian's a nice guy, too. Yeah, it has Canadians. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. I guess that's it for this week's episode of Faux Boys. Yep. And shit, what did we come up with before? <laughs> what was that thing we said? I don't remember. Oh, God, it was good. It was funny. Oh, this is what happens when we leave for like two weeks. And- oh, no. Well, we said something in this episode, too. Did we? Yeah, like like minute two, we were like, that's the new closer. Oh, fuck. This doesn't make for compelling listening. No. Uh, we hope that you've found what you're looking for. Goodbye. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs> Thanks for helping me out on that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't know where that was going. That's that's the You Talking You Two to Me one. I don't listen to You Talking You Two to no, Me. Can really? you believe it? I know. Oh. I should. Mm. Well, I should not do that closer then when it's just me and you, huh? Uh, okay, that's fair. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Poor bastards. I hope they're gone by now. I do too.